Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tee time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Happy Cut Day? Is it? Is it? I guess it's Happy Cut Day for some. It's sad cut day for mm. for others. If you're a fan, it's outstanding, right? If you're a football fan, if you're Dakota you Dozier, football, if you're Dakota Dozier, yeah. not so much. Or but Jake Browning. An, but if you're an observer of the National Football League and enjoy it as much as we do, it's a day of intrigue. Yeah. The National Football, football League, League cut football. day. Football. Uh, this is Purple Daily, and this is a Purple After Dark. We've done a couple After Darks this week where it's not really After Dark yet, but it's like After Hours. It's like Purple. This is like a Purple Daily Happy Hour kind of a thing right now. If I were to pull up a uh, Surly right now and start to drink it, it's 4.15 here Central. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be like weird. No, no tell, us more, hour, tell, us, tell us more real quick about Surly before we get to the breaking news and the developing well, news, and we'll dive into that stuff. It's perfect because you know what? There are some folks today who are probably celebrating. I made the roster, the NFL roster. And then there are some folks like Dakota Dozier and Jake Browning who were summoned in. And they were two things. They were told, turn in your playbook, but here's a Surly Furious. Now, I'm not positive that that was done, but let's just say it was. Here's a Surly Furious. I want you to feel good about your experience here because you fired, but we're going to give you a parting gift, a Surly Furious or maybe a case or something like that. Mm. Craft beer at its finest, Surly Brewing, man. I, I'll be dipping into one, I think, shortly after we get done tonight. Oh, that's this is Purple Daily presented by Surly Brewing Company. Uh, I heard that uh, they brought Dakota Dozier in the room, the room where it happened, and they said, all right, um, so Rick Spielman is standing behind you, and he is holding a contract for your replacement. You have to, you have to, pre- you have to prevent Rob Brzezinski from getting to that contract. Okay, go, and uh, and he oh, and he wow. failed. He failed. Oh wow! I know. So, all right, the big. We'll just go through quickly the the big breaking news here as it pertains to the roster, and we'll get to some of the details. News is still trickling out. The Vikings never just announce their cuts; they just. They got this thing where they want to tell all the players first before they release the cuts. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Um, other teams just like release the names and then I guess just the names. You know. Speaking of experience, so, just rip off the bandaid. Just just rip it off. Right. So Dakota Dozier has been cut. Drew Samia designated as an injury cut. Um, Jake Browning was cut after a miserable preseason performance, and the Vikings wound up swinging a trade for. Jets tight end Chris Herndon, a former fourth-round pick out of the University of Miami, was very highly touted after his rookie season in 2018. Suspensions, injuries, and a lot of other things prevented him from playing basically at all in 2019. Last year, he caught 31 passes for 287, uh, three touchdowns. So just kind of meh, but he's a professional tight end. Uh, There was an athletic reporter who I think covers the Jets that said, he drops passes, lacks explosiveness, and is mostly disinterested on the football field. But 
The Vikings are in desperate need for tight ends. So we'll see. There's a, there's a high ceiling there, but uh, not exactly a rave review from the Athletic Jets reporter. So, all right, we'll throw it to Judd here. Um, what are your thoughts on the news that has come out so far today? So the Browning move is spot on. Um, he couldn't stick. Like, he just couldn't. And look, the Vikings went into mini camp with every intention of having Jake Browning be Cousins' backup. They mm-hmm. 100%. This was not a, oh, you guys don't understand. This was all planned, and it's no big deal. The Vikings, uh, when training camp started, Jake Browning was the backup. And Jake Browning, when the rest of the quarterbacks were in quarantine, did yeoman's work and was a great story. But the reality was he played in three games, and he was atrocious, um, unplayable. And I don't think there's a – I don't think that there's a future here. There's talk about him being on the practice squad. Let me put this very simply. I wouldn't bother. So, uh, wow, dude. Wow, dude. I wouldn't bother. Yeah, he's been on, he's been on practice squad for two years. He's not a kid now. And you signed him as an that's, that's a fair point. Free agent from Washington, where again, that's a wide open league. So now the question becomes this. And this to me is the most interesting thing because I've got a definite view on this, but I don't know that the Vikings agree. And that is right now, as we speak, Kellen Mond is the backup quarterback. Um, because Browning was going to be the backup, I think the Vikings are smart enough to keep Mond. He's the third quarterback and to pursue either via the waiver wire or trade yep. a veteran backup. But I can't assure that. And to me, that's an incredibly interesting talking point. And now you got a lot of Kirk stands being like, well, Kirk never gets hurt, Judd. This is typical. You hate Kirk, don't you? I don't hate Kirk. But there is a very realistic chance in 2021 that at some point, A, Kirk does get hurt because guys eventually do. Or B, much more likely, he has to go into quarantine for a game or two or he gets sick and misses a game or two. And if that's the case, Phil... This team doesn't have the luxury of being like, oh, Kellen Mond will go out there and <laughs> this will be great experience. Yeah. So I really think to me a primary talker here is what is your plan at backup quarterback? Because if it's Mond, I really question that. There are very few quarterbacks that will uh, prevent you from being screwed if Kirk Cousins gets hurt. So I guess I think I think I'm sort of in the mode of like if you listen, if you can get a Drew Locke, someone who's actually been like a competent starting quarterback before, okay, then now you've got actual protection if Kirk can't play for whatever reason. Um Kellen Mond could be that guy at some point in 2021. I just don't know it's just not necessary. Like if there's somebody else out there that can be a stopgap between Cousins and Mond, um and and it looks like the Vikings have put those wheels in motion with Jake Browning getting cut. Um, we will, by the way, we as we're live here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and a couple other Score North platforms, Score North Facebook and Twitter, we'll take your comments, your questions. Andrews chimes in here on looks like on Score North Facebook. Tommy Kramer as a backup. He could do it. Still sling that ball around. They got the arm, I'm sure. <laughs> Love Tommy. And Kramer. so we'll we'll pop your comments up on the screen here. And uh, hopefully you're watching us. If you are watching us on uh, the YouTube channel on a TCL TV, TCL is uh, pumping out an award-winning lineup of new TVs for you guys, delivering the most entertainment, stunning resolution at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Also, a shout-out to Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated has been helping business owners. You want to talk about protection, right? You're a quarterback. You're always looking for protection. Well, you're a business owner. You should be looking for protection, too. Risk management tools, resources, some of the smartest people in the insurance game are at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. To me, I know that like the Browning thing signifies they're probably looking for a backup, uh, trading for a high-ceiling 24-, 25-year-old tight end is great. Mm-hmm. But finally, <laughs> saying goodbye <sighs> to one of the worst offensive linemen in the history of Vikings football, Dakota Dozier. Mm-hmm. is really my headline for today. I don't know why they were so tempted to even waste a roster spot. I'm sure he's a good dude. Like, I feel bad sometimes because I'm just savaging him. But, right. God, like, he was so bad all season. I test, PFF grades, and they brought him back. He was the starting right guard at the beginning of training camp. And so, like, you know, he was sort of penciled in, and someone had to take that job from him, and Oli Udo thankfully did. But... The uh, the Dakota Dozier era comes to an end, and it's at least a step in the direction of giving Kirk Cousins 
who needs a clean pocket and he needs things particularly perfect for him to perform at his best. Um, and just swapping out Dakota Dozier for someone league average. If 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 Ole Udo can just be average, dude, just be average. Print the shirts. Then uh, this offensive line can take a, a huge step in the right direction. And Samia, I know Michael Skull just chimed in on the YouTube channel. Samia gone as well. He was equally, if not maybe worse, um, in the what three or four games he played last yeah, he year. Worse, so just actually. like just you guys, thank you. Just peace out. Just go do something else. I think the two questions on the offensive line as the season gets closer is this. Uh, can Udo be decent, as you said, average at right guard? And can Rashad Hill hold up until Derisaw comes back at left tackle? And when Derisaw comes back, can Derisaw play? Yeah. Like those two things are massively important. And if that's the case, that's fine. As far as um, the, the acquisition of Chris Herndon from the Jets goes, that one to me, the depth chart right now would be Tyler Conklin, or as Declan likes to say, Gronklin, Gronklin atop the depth chart, Chris Herndon second. But the most important thing to me, and the question that probably won't be answered until Irv Smith Jr. undergoes the meniscus surgery, how long is he out? Because like if he's out for a month, I think you can get by, right? Like It's not that big a deal. And this guy could come in and hopefully not drop five passes or something. Can Judd coach the Vikings after Surly Furious? After one? Absolutely. After Darn one, straight after again. six. We need I'm, to see after six I'm of those. Things. I'm a man. Well, I can coach pass. this team after a Furious. <laughs> um, but if Irv Smith Jr. has the full procedure done and is out for, you know, hopefully not the entire season, then I think it's a problem because, because this guy's potential pitfalls get exposed. Don't you think this trade signifies that? Irv Smith's out for the season. I guess we don't know what the compensation was yet. Has anyone reported yeah, what the draft pick compensation is? Probably a late round pick, and my get. But I don't think it does because of the fact that I think what this is is they they behind Conklin have no depth. Yeah, like they have no one else. And so this- we've been so quick to crown Conklin. Listen, I was excited as anyone else yeah. in the three games that he was marching down the yeah, sidelines, Conklin, yak, Conklin train, yakety yak after those catches. But like, I mean. Tyler Conklin caught like 20 passes last year. So let's uh-huh. let's let's pump the brakes a little. Like I think we've all been like, well, they got Conklin. What do they need? What do they need? They have, you know, you know, some of these mock drafts where it was like, oh, Kyle Pitts might fall toward the Vikings. <laughs> you don't need Kyle Pitts. You got Gronklin. Guy caught four passes once in a game. It was crazy. Um, but did you see the the most football-y football news ever today? With the Dan Campbell and oh, the yeah, Lions. We'll dude. get to the other Vikings things here, but the Lions released both of the kickers that were competing I for a him. job. <laughs> the Lions have released Ran, two veterans, veteran. Randy Bullock and yeah. Zane Gonzalez. Yeah. And they they also cut um a veteran cornerback. Like they've cut a bunch of guys. Dude, it's hilarious. Uh, uh both you kickers, get the hell out of my office. Football! We don't need a kicker. Football! You know what this means? This means that in the NFC North, Zim is no longer the most impatient yeah, and non-tolerant coach with kickers, Dan Campbell. <laughs> and and I'll say this one. You know what doesn't really mix? Threatening people's kneecaps and then being good with kickers. Like, we're, we're going to bite your teeth. leg off. All right, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right, and we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two Dan more shots. Dan Campbell to doesn't down. just like football. Right. Dan Campbell loves football. <laughs> Dan Campbell. That doesn't that doesn't mix with kickers, though, right? And punters. No, like, I mean you got to bite someone's kneecap. No, actually, coach, um, I just kick. They cut both their kickers, man. Um, so, all right, some of the other cuts today, just of note, uh, Hercules Mata'afa. Mm-hmm. Vikings are looking to bring him back on the practice squad, according to the Pioneer Press. Zach Davidson, mm, good practice run for squad. him. He'll be practice squad. Yeah. Drew Samia, we already mentioned. Um, Zach Bailey, offensive lineman Zach Bailey, looking to bring him back, it sounds like, on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Is it pronounced Wap Fillier? One of the best Go names on the run. run Wap Fillier, the wide receiver. And then Shane Zilstra, Minnesota's own Shane Zilstra, tight end, was also cut. He was my Mr. Mankato. Prediction that did not at all come to fruition, and um, 
I'm just waiting for some other names to come down. He looks like Chad Beebe officially put on injured reserve. His season's over due to the foot injury. Declan, do you want to tap dance on his grave one more time uh, here? Yeah. <laughs> No, I'll save that for write that down tomorrow, which I also think I have oh, predictions. Okay. So I'll save that for Wednesday. Absolutely, your hate, your hatred for this nondescript player is absolutely mm, one of the most yeah. bizarre things I've seen. Well, I'm a bizarre guy. Like you like Dakota Dozier more than you like Chad Beebe. Ah, uh, I guess my vigor all is probably stronger on Beebe, but yeah. So I guess by default I do, but 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 you know I, I don't like either of them. So that, that that's right. going on uh, the team. Jalen Holmes has made the 53-man roster, according to the Star Tribune. And Stephen Weatherly, who I know, Judd, you threw his name out as maybe a surprise cut. Yep. He has made the initial 53-man roster here. Now, this could all change because, you know, you made, congrats, you made the 53, and then, like, tomorrow somebody, you know, hits the waiver wire or you pick somebody up that um, that wasn't available 48 hours later. So, um, all right, your thoughts on your thoughts on what we know so far here about the defensive line. So Stephen Weatherly is there, but I think DJ Wanham's probably going to get. I don't know if they've announced that, but I think DJ Wanham probably gets the He's starting nod over Stephen Weatherly. Yeah, so I think right now, as far as the defensive line goes, the starters are Daniil Hunter at left end, but he will switch to the right end at times, which actually could be could be effective, and I think will be effective. Uh, Michael Pierce at the nose tackle, Dalvin Tomlinson at the three technique. Wanham, I think, starts at the right defensive end, and then Griffin will come in now on third down pass rushing situations when Sheldon Richardson comes in to play the inside. Weatherly's role, I'm not entirely sure, like rotational guy, I guess, and, and he'll play some, which is really what his role should be. The whole notion that he was going to become a starter to me was sort of weird because I think he's a good, solid rotational guy, but that does not make you a multiple snaps type of guy. Um, here's an interesting one. I don't know if you guys saw this from the Giants today. Um, Denable was released by the Giants, and he, of course, was here last year. And I want to say he played inside a couple of years ago, and then I think they had him, if I'm not mistaken, Phil, at the end uh, last year. But flat out, I guess – and this is sort of weird. The Giants signed him, and then in training camp, we're like, he's not really a fit for our defense, which you would think you'd see on film and be like, he's not a fit. So Yeah, I don't know. The, the Giants seem to be making a lot of weird decisions. He's out the there, though, and I wonder if the Vikings would explore. Because he he did fit in, and I don't know if he left here under good circumstances or not, but the Vikings love to bring defensive guys back who know their system. Yeah, I mean, I feel... Do they have room, though? I mean, Everson Griffin. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Could a guy like Weatherly get cut for a guy like that? Yeah. And it's, and it, again, it seems like, well, we'll see. Like, obviously, they could say goodbye to Weatherly tomorrow or something. Um, another one here. This is from the Star Tribune. So the de- the deadline passed a half hour ago for the, the cuts. It doesn't mean that um, the teams have released all of the information publicly yet, but it sounds like Greg Joseph, the kicker, is still with the Vikings after the cut deadline. He made seven of nine kicks in the preseason. The misses were from, I think, 51 and 52 yards. Yep. Yep. So Greg Joseph, as of right now, now Randy Bullock and, and is it Zane Gonzalez, the two dudes who got cut from Detroit. Chargers I'm going to look up, I'm gonna look up those numbers. The Chargers cut their kicker. Okay, They cut a veteran kicker as well. So there's going to be some options out there. Um, the thing with Mike is he hates them all. So un- unless unless you sign um, the next Hall of Fame kicker, I don't know if it's worth if it's worth the change. I told you the most important thing to me now with Joseph, accept your fate and say if it's a fifty yard field goal or more, we're going to go for it. Yeah, just go. Which for is it. what they should be doing anyways. Exactly. Yeah, fourth mean? and fourth and six, fourth well, and like yeah, you know. 52-yard field goal, it's uh, fourth and three. What should we do? Well, Greg Joseph, not so good from there. Go for it. Okay, so I pulled up these two dudes who got cut by Man Campbell Campbell. today. Randy, I feel like I remember Randy Bullock having a couple solid years uh, in the AFC at some point. So Randy Bullock is 32. He last kicked regularly with the Bengals. Okay, he's been good. So Randy, he must have had a train wreck preseason or something. Not necessarily. It's Dan Campbell. He's going to be nuts. <laughs> he, he He's going to have like a backup center do the field goal kicking from straight on, like I, old I school bet he style. Will. I honestly bet he might do that. He cut his long snapper on his birthday Football. and then said how bad he felt. 
Um, so Randy Bullock has made the last three years with Cincinnati 83% of his field goals, 87%, 81%. He was 21 of 26, 27 of 31, 19 of 23. Uh, 2007, he was 18 of 20. He was actually one of the more accurate kickers in the league that year. Yep. And his misses, I'm just trying to see misses. Like, he, So he did miss two field goals inside 40 yards last year and then one inside 50. But like Randy Bullock, unless I'm missing something, is he a Hall of Famer? No, but like he's a reliable veteran kicker. He was a fifth round pick actually in 2012 out of uh, Texas A&M. So I mean, there's there's dudes like that out there. If you right. if you felt like oh Greg Joseph yeah. is just a guy, yep. The, um, Zane Gonzalez was kind of a disaster last year. He missed uh, six of his 22, including five inside 50 yards, which is not very good. So I would guess tomorrow that the Vikings are going to probably make moves and cut guys who made this version of the 53-man roster at linebacker, quarterback. Um, I also wouldn't be surprised if they claim a, a safety for backup. Help. Yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and they also might, you know what? They might claim, if they can, a third tight end. Because like they're, a, they're basically a two guys now who can play. That's my guess. And they haven't announced anything officially on Irv Smith, right? They're keeping that close. No, to... they, they announced uh, Zimmer announced yesterday that he was having surgery, but we don't, but we know, don't know which day. one. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. Right. He basically said that they won't know until they actually do the surgery. So that's um, uh, in other NFL news, just just because there's a lot of I have a fantasy draft in 30 minutes. <laughs> stuff like this is relevant. So Nick Sirianni announced he's the Eagles head coach that bombed his press conference. He's a train wreck. A super weird press he's conference. He's going to be a train wreck, yes. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to put systems in place, and he's... because we have systems, we're going to play football oh, better. Boy. Once we get systems. It, it's going to be a mess. <laughs> so he just named Jalen Hurts the starting quarterback. There was some question that they, you know, they traded for Gardner Minshew. Yeah. So Jalen Hurts will be the starter, but, you know, a bad half, and that could change in Philadelphia. Why would you wait that long, though? He was actually trying to convince us that that Joe Flacco had a chance to start. Um, and here's another interesting: Come the Raiders on. released veteran wide receiver John Brown. Brown asked for his release. Um, and then uh, AJ Rose Jr. placed on waivers as well. Running back yes. he was expected to return with the 16-man practice squad. This is for the Vikings, by the way. Yeah. So that's the. And so we haven't seen a fully finalized 53, but putting all the pieces together, you can kind of see who won some of those final jobs. Be nice if the Vikings would actually announce their roster, though. That'd be nice. I'd like to just see the roster. In the meantime, here, yep. Let's uh, let's take some questions and comments, and or just react to people here. We can pop some stuff on the board here. So Nick, the Nick Fool. People keep asking about Nick Foles and Cam Newton. We did talk about this a little bit on Mackie and Judd today, actually, our other daily show. Um, so Nick, the the problem. Well, these are two very different examples. Cam Newton just kind of feels cooked. Like he just he hasn't been, he's never been an, an accurate passer. But last year it was like he was great running the ball, and they were tricking out the offense in New England with with some read option stuff. But I just I don't know, and the fact that New England just is kind of done with him. The last time that happened was Randy Moss, where it's like, oh, New England's yeah. done with a prominent player, and the Vikings should pick him up. And Newton's not vaxxed. The backup quarterback will be vaxxed. Like, if they go get a, a second guy to Kirk, he's going to be vaxxed. Because if he's not, Mon, Kirk, and the new guy could all end up in quarantine and then, what, promote Jake Browning off the practice squad? Yeah. the whole right where you started. The whole premise here would be like, okay, if your starting quarterback has to be put in COVID protocol for five days, Correct. he's a close contact potentially with the backup. And if the backup isn't vaxxed, he also has to potentially right. So yes. Um on on Nick Foles, so the problem there is sort of twofold. Would the Bears trade Nick Foles in the division? You you immediately said no. I'm like, oh, I mean Bears fans think he's garbage. So if the Bears feel like they'd be helping themselves by trading Nick Foles to a division rival, then I could see it. Um, his cap hit is six and a half million this year, which the Vikings should have room to absorb. Yep. His cap hit next year is like 10.8 or something, 10.7. He's being paid as one of the top backups in the league. And now he's not quite making starter money, but like, that's a lot of money for a backup quarterback. Unless you were saying goodbye to Kirk's contract for 2022 
and you had Foles for ten million, Mond for one million, and you save. Let me think here. I think you save thirty-five plus. So you're, it'd be a net savings of twenty-five million dollars if you traded or cut Kirk and had Nick Foles and Kellen Mond. I mean that. So I'm just just painting a scenario. If they didn't want to pay Kirk the second highest cap hit in the NFL. You could do like a mod Nick Foles battle in training camp or something. Yeah, I don't think they're going Foles. Foles makes a ton of sense, but I, I think that they're going to pick up a veteran who can basically manage games quickly. Because I don't think the fear is that, oh, man, Kirk might miss five or six games. I think the fear is he might miss a game or two, possibly at different times. That's where, And I think that that's why they thought, oh, you know what? Jake Browning, two years on practice squad, knows our offense, can step in and play essentially eight quarters of football. But he proved he can't. So I think they go more like if a Sean Mannion gets let go by the Seahawks, and I've not seen their uh, final roster yet. I'm actually I'm actually looking up Sean okay. Mannion right now, and I think that's more the direction that they would go. And I know that doesn't excite people, but Browning playing is essentially not feasible. Uh, I'm I'm seeing uh, no news on. It's funny, poor Sean Mannion. When you search for Sean Mannion on Twitter, only three things come up in the last 24 hours. So not many people are chattering about Sean Mannion on the internet you except know, us right now. You know you've got quarterback beer goggles and desperation when you're yep. when you're actively anticipating Sean Mannion getting cut by the Seahawks. Right? Sean Mannion is probably very happy, rich to be ignored. Because you know what? Gets his paycheck. Yeah. Completely ignore me. That's fine. Well, I don't care. What about so? What's Flacco's situation besides just being cooked? Like, what, like what team is he on right now? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. He was he was the primary okay. backup competing with Jalen Hurts Got for the it. job okay. in Philly. Yeah, and I think the reality oh, is they. I don't think that they're possibly super high on Hurts, but I think they saw Flacco play and were like, um, he's really old and really cooked. So that might be part of the big reason why they went out and got. He's not, he's not elite anymore. Is that what you're uh, saying? No, he is not. I don't know. If he's ever been elite except for that one playoff run. He was elite he was for four weeks in the at the right time. And and by the way, he was elite as his contract was expiring. So if you're going to pick a time, that's. The I don't time. see. I'm checking here, Phil. I don't see the Seahawks cut yet either. So perhaps they haven't announced him as well. So all right, I'm going to throw this out there, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, if if it's between Joe Flacco and Jake Browning, which it's no longer because he's he got cut, mm-hmm. and and it's two or three games, and you have to pick one of them, I would take Joe Flacco. Yep, yep. Or if it's between Joe Flacco and Kellen Mond in the first half of the season when he should just be like studying and soaking things in and working on his mechanics, I would take. I, beggars can't be choosers with backup quarterbacks. The Vikings do not have a veteran backup quarterback. Uh, I know that Flacco was mostly a train wreck with the Jets in his four games last year, but the Jets are a train wreck as well. Like you'd be plugging him into infrastructure that included Thielen and Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. So um, I could see again, this is just like who's going to hold a clipboard and maybe play a couple games if needed. Worst yep. case scenario, right? Yep. You could do worse than Joe Flacco. He's like thirty six, but you could do worse than Joe Flacco. And if, if that quarterback, so if it's a guy like Flacco and he can simply get you through a game without completely being a train wreck, your defense is good enough probably where you should be in decent shape. My point is with Browning, he's a train wreck. He can't run the game. Something's going to go incredibly wrong. And with Mond, I'll defend him. I don't think it's fair. I, I want to give Kellen Mond every chance I can to develop into a starting quarterback with as much confidence as possible. And I think playing him in like game four would be unfair. I, I think it would literally put him in a position to fail. And when you do that to people, it can ruin them. I'll say this. If you come to a, a to a crossroads where you have to put Mond into a game too early, if you have to throw him into the fire, I'd make sure he's got a pair of chill boys on. The most comfortable underwear and boxer briefs <laughs> we have ever worn. I can speak for both of you guys. Yep. I literally threw out all of my other boxer briefs. Sorry to the other name brands. All right. Just it's like been a great, personal, just like bang, bang, bang. I mean, there's one brand in particular that I literally stood by for like 25 years. The minute I slapped a pair of chill boys on bamboo fabric, the athletic fit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Minnesota-based company, chillboys.com. What's one word to describe how you guys are feeling today with your chill boys? Liberated. Versatile. 
Mm. Versatile. It's a new one. Versatile. There's there's performance. There's the bamboo. There's the comfort. There's the you know there there there's yeah. plenty of mm-hmm. options out there. Versatility, baby. That's what I'm looking yeah. for here as a roster hey girl, cuts happen. Bamboo fabric. Bamboo fabric. That's right. Yeah. Just got really uncomfortable. But this it's is been this is the least uncomfortable chill boys ad we've probably had compared to what you have done, Judd. <laughs> don't you want to hear? <laughs> don't you want to hear how yeah. comfortable you're I the am king? Definitely? You're the king at making us feel yeah. uncomfortable. Don't you want to hear it? Don't you want to hear how? Oh, never mind then. That's fine. At chill boys. They're passionate about one thing, your comfort. Get yours at chillboys.com and just mention that Purple Daily sent you over there when they give you the option to type in, how'd you hear about us? Purple Daily. Yeah. Um, Skoll on the, and if you're watching us, since we're shamelessly plugging here, if you are watching us right now, we have a ton of people right now, it looks like in the uh, Purple Daily YouTube stream and some other channels, click the subscribe button on the Purple Daily channel and click the bell notification so we can deliver you daily Vikings entertainment. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. I mean, some of these, like, I'm not caught up enough. Is Tyrod Taylor just available? No, I thought he was with the Houston Texans, right? He's going to be the starting quarterback for them, isn't he? he's the starting quarterback for the Texans because Deshaun Watts. Well, one did just. He's a great backup option for anybody, but. Right, but he's with a team. One name that did just come down from Albert Breer, the Patriots are also releasing Brian Hoyer. That's what you need. Really? Old man. Yeah. Old man, look at my life. Yes. Really? He's my age. All right, so you're in on you're in on Hoyer? He's the exact type of guy I'd want, yeah. Because if you have to throw him in there, he can run a game. Okay, I need you to be more clear about, like, when you say run a game. I mean, Brian not, Hoyer can okay. definitely, like, Let me put it this play way, okay? football with shoulder uncom- pads I'm on and stuff. I'm going to make but... things uncomfortable no. again. God. Brian Hoyer won't be peeing in his chill boys if he's asked to be on the field to play. Jake Jake Browning will be. I literally mean you know what you're looking at. I hear you. Okay. And you can hand off without dropping the football. Like we take it for granted. Oh, this all look at how easy. You know why these guys, some of them make it look so simple? Because they're really good at it. They're ten tens. So so I'm just saying, and and if you, if he has to be your quarterback for six games, you're done. I'm talking about eight quarters of football, two games, which is what the Vikings thought Jake Browning was prepared to do, and he showed him he's not. All right, if we're gonna go, so these names were thrown out. I don't here, right? love Hoyer, just... but I'm just saying this is what I'm. This is exactly the type of thing I'm thinking of. So Flacco, Cam, Foles. I'm out on Cam Hoyer, and let's yeah. throw your guy Sean Mannion into the mix. Let's say the Seahawks cut Sean Mannion, yep. inexplicably. All right, the form on his clipboard holding. Oh, is and impactful. we just got the official roster finally. Okay. All right. So while you while you pull that yep. up, yep, keep going. Um, Joe Flacco, Cam Newton. By the way, uh, Nick Foles comes with a hefty price tag. Yeah, for next year, Brian Hoyer, Sean Mannion. I think I'm with you. I think I would put Hoyer number one, and I think I would put Flacco number two. I would put Foles three if I could find a way to make the money work. Mannion probably four. I'm just kind of done with Cam. I'm just kind of done with Cam. It's been it's been a nice little ten year run. I, I just too. Um, I don't know, man. Fire up the breaking news sounder because there's more surprises than we expected. I'm glad we're still alive. Really? All right. The Vikings on Tuesday announced multiple roster moves to narrow the team to the NFL maximum of 53 players. Minnesota released the following players. Running back, Amir Abdullah. Long snapper, I think he's the only long snapper on the roster, Andrew DePaulo. Guard, Dakota Dozier. Defensive end, Everson Griffin has been released. Whoa. Cornerback, Ty Smith. Um, I'll, I'll keep going. Tackle Zach Bailey, fullback Jake Vargas, linebacker Tuff Borland, quarterback Jake Browning, tight end Zach Davidson, wow. safety Miles Dorn, guard Kyle Hinton, defensive end, we told you about this one, Hercules Mataafu, receiver Myron Mitchell, cornerback Perry Nickerson, receiver, whoop, is it filler, running back A.J. Rose Jr., defensive end Kenny Willickus, tight end Shane Zilstra. The following players were waived with an injury designation, meaning if they're not claimed, they will revert back to the Vikings IR. Chad Beebe, safety Luther Kirk, guard Drew Samia, and quarterback Nate Stanley. Okay. So, Everson Griffin is, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting all choked, choked up. Over I here. am. Sack Daddy. Oh, my God. The sack Daddy's gone. What happened? 
Okay. So interesting. Um, thoughts on Everson Griffin not making the roster. I thought he, I mean, he was such limited playing time in the preseason, but they just, they must have just not, they either didn't like the way that he looked physically, lost a step beyond what he did last year, or maybe there was a little more tension in the room mm. with him calling the starting quarterback ass than they wanted to do. I, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like, I feel like he showed enough in the Chiefs game just as far as, as being in the role he was going to be asked to be in that I was intrigued by it. I'm not saying it was perfect, but it certainly was intriguing. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to do some insighting on that one because I think, Phil, I think you just hit it. I think there's more to it than that. Like, why would you sign him and release him so quickly unless something happened that we don't know about? Well, and you know, think about, like, so you got all the film – from last year, so you know what he looked like in games enough. To, like, you were interested enough to sign him late in the in the preseason, right? You signed him before the second preseason game, I think. Everson before the Colts game. Because did um, he play in that Colts game, or did no, he only no, just the third game? And I thought so, they signed him. I thought they signed him a week and a half ago. After, I thought they signed him after that Colts game. Yeah, I think you're right. Or the Chiefs game. You're all right. Yep. Um. So like they liked him enough in the workout and on film watching what he did last year to sign him. Mm -hmm. And then he didn't look too bad. He had a couple pressures, I want to say, in limited snaps against the Chiefs, including a sack, right? Mm -hmm. So it is is interesting that they decide to release him. It also might just mean that they do feel better about some of these young defensive ends than maybe we kind of interpreted it as, Oh, they're bringing Everson Griffin on. They must not like these other young defensive ends as much as they thought they were going to. Does this mean that maybe, maybe they do like those defensive ends, the the young crop, DJ Wanham, et cetera? Yeah, and I think they liked. So, I think a, a lot of people thought that Jalen Holmes wouldn't make the fifty three, and he did. So clearly, they like him. And the other one that that I don't, I didn't think he did that much in training camp, but I, I heard in. The minicamp, he was really good. Patrick Jones, the second, the kid from Pittsburgh, who I think is a third-round pick. I think they like him a lot long-term. And they clearly didn't want to try and and sneak him through the practice squad. Now, they might tomorrow. Now, th- that's the one thing that is interesting about this. First of all, the practice squad, like last year, is going to be 16 players again, which is huge. The other thing is, you know, a lot of times what teams will do is they won't put guys on the waiver wire today. They'll wait until it's absolutely flooded tomorrow when teams are trying to set their own practice squads. And then they'll wave guys sort of hoping that teams, and I don't know if this works or not, but the teams won't see, won't be as reactive as they might be today. Uh, How about this one? And I mean, to me, this is surprising. You waved your long snapper. Like, is there another long snapper out there that you, I feel like, so, so this is the Dude, thing, Phil. This, this, is, this is an underrated Longwell, sneak. Yes, this is this a is sneaky, Longwell, stupid move. And yes. this is not a Zolgad Mackie. Oh, let's let's tell you people what's what. It's not clickbait, is what you're saying. Yes, yes, <laughs> it's not clickbait, but it comes from an expert, Ryan Longwell, a very successful longtime kicker in this league. Last year, when Dan Bailey was falling apart, flat out told us when the Vikings decided to switch long snappers because Zimmer got mad at the kid that they had drafted, and and they picked up this DePaulo. His point was you don't understand how much work in training camp goes into the coordination of the long snapper, the holder, and the kicker. Yep. And he's like, even slight changes in how the ball arrives can screw with the kicker. Yeah. Very that, and that is, you're 100% right. I remember, that's, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this news. It was like, Mike Zimmer and this front office have really zero respect or empathy for that trio like punters kickers long snappers it's just a revolving door here for years and you wonder well why can't these guys get it together in these big moments for a 47 yard field goal you know against the buccaneers or whatever it's like well when you're constantly replacing long snapper punter kicker i mean it it would be nice to have that trio the same for multiple years if possible yes longwell cluey leffler right That's what it was. Yep. And, and those guys years. those guys knew exactly those guys knew like the beat of their footsteps down the hallway. Yep. And go and, back and look. Go back and look at, at the amount of years that the long snapper for this franchise was consistent. Mike Morris forever into Cullen 
Loeffler, and you had no changes. Yeah. Zero. So let's see here. The I'm just looking at uh, start to be in So two quarterbacks on the roster, th- uh, four running backs, well, four, including C.J. Ham, wide receivers, uh, Jefferson, Thielen, D.D. Westbrook, K.J. Osborne, uh, Chisna and Smith Marset. So they wind up keeping six wide receivers, even without Chad Beebe, uh, with him being out for the season now. And then um, offensive line: O'Neal, Udo, Bradbury, Cleveland, Rashad Hill, Derisaw, Brandel, Cole, and Wyatt Davis are your offensive linemen okay. right now, as it stands. This could yep. all change in the next forty-eight to seventy-two hours as players are available on waivers. As far as uh, punt and kickoff returns go too. It's interesting that they cut Amir Abdullah, who I thought would make the team based on that alone. This either means that they're going to have KJ Osborne return punts or Smith Marset. I think Smith Marset will return kicks for sure. He's got a great first burst and first step. The scary thing with him is I got a feeling he could fumble returning punts, but um, Abdullah is just like, Bobby Wade steady. And so I, I thought because Mike likes that, that he would make the team. And he certainly got a lot of run in yeah. the preseason and training camp, especially since Dalvin didn't play. And then Madison got hurt early in the Colts game. So that does surprise me that Abdullah didn't at least make the opening day roster. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to, as you, as you guys are hanging out with us here on this live edition of Purple Daily, Purple After Dark, breaking down the Vikings roster cuts and moves. So if you open the score North app, you can register to hang out with Judd and Declan in a gopher football suite here in a couple of weeks. So uh, it's free to register. Just go on, open the score North app. You can uh, register and you can go to the listener rewards and enter for a chance to hang out a couple of tickets. You'll get a pair of chill boys as well as part of the deal. So it'll keep you cool, calm and collected. If Life the changing. ghosts aren't playing very well <laughs> and you can cheers a couple of drinks with, with these two guys. Um, so your boy's got a conundrum here. He's got a fantasy draft in five minutes. So I, I definitely need to bowl. You guys well, are we welcome. We can take to some it. questions. Yeah, we can take some questions. Dex, are, are Why don't you, you guys that? do that? Yep, Why don't yep. you guys we'll take, take some, some questions, questions. Oh, yeah. and uh, go through the cuts one more time and then wrap things up because i got to go get a surly at some point here. So boy. All right. I'll see you guys right. tomorrow. Good luck drafting. Write that I can't down. wait to hear all about your team. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you guys all about it. You guys want to hear about my draft last night? What pick do you have? Oh, i got to run right now. The fifth pick. Fifth pick. I'll okay. call. I'll call you later. Okay. Yeah. I'll. I'll be waiting for your call. I'll let I'll you guys call know you how later it goes. to find out because I really enjoy the talk about your rotisserie <laughs> baseball league team each March. Oh, I had a big night last night there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- oh darn it. No. Oh, we oh, lost him. Dang it. Oh, oh darn God. it. Oh no. All right. All so right, purple, purple after dark. Judd and Declan and my bobblehead of the head coach of the Vikings. Mike Zimmer, um, I say we take some questions. Yeah. I say we talk about our reaction, and uh, we also can definitely go through the roster, or I should say the cuts, one more time. The Griffin cut, I'm really surprised by, Dad. Yeah, man. I, I did not – like, I shouldn't be shocked. He's old, and he just came back. But um, And I, I did see a question if from one person saying, do you think that they cut him with the intention of signing him after week one when they could bring him back with a non-guaranteed salary? I guess my question would be this. Why sign him in the yeah, first then place then? You don't sign him. Like you would just tell him, hey, dude, just wait till after week one and you'll come back, right? So I, I don't, I mean, I get the logic of what the person's asking, and I certainly wouldn't dismiss it by saying that's a bad question. But I guess I'd be surprised if you would bring a guy back who you signed and be like, okay, we saw enough, and now we don't want to pay you, but we want to bring you back. I think this is it. Yeah, there, there's no point. He was making, what, vet minimum salary. I think he had some escalators built in there if he had a good enough season that he would hit that. But, um, yeah, that one's surprising. Uh, why even bring him back? I, as, as my and as my brain likes to go here sometimes, Judge Zolgad. Reckless speculation. I mean, I wonder how much this has to do with the quarterback. I wonder how much this has to do with the quarterback. I don't know because I don't know how much they care about what he thinks. And by that, I don't mean Griffin. I mean the quarterback. Right, right. right. I I, it's a very, it's a, as I told Phil, it's definitely a question worth entertaining. And maybe Kirk didn't like it. And maybe Kirk complained. I have no, I have no clue. Mm. I certainly don't have any evidence of that. But yeah, I mean, it is, it just, the whole thing seems sort of like a weird exercise to bring back a guy who I think is liked in the locker room. Yeah. And I definitely. think is liked by fans. Definitely. And then to be like, okay, 
we saw you play. And by the way, you play pretty well, but you're gone. Um, and again, to go back to what I told Phil before too, I do think that they like Patrick Jones, the second a lot, the kid from Pittsburgh, they drafted in the third round. I do think that they see him and, and I'm going to tread lightly here by saying this. So I don't want, I don't want you to take this the wrong way. I think they see a few Daniil Hunter comparisons as far as we can develop him really well sure. uh, to be a far better pro than he was a college player. I'm not saying he turns into Hunter. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think I go through all of that with Everson Griffin if I just know I'm go- going to cut him. Yeah, I, I I don't get that one. I think something else had to happen either. I don't think it was money related. I don't I don't buy the 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 fact that his salary wasn't guaranteed. I think it's 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 clearly more than that. And it is surprising that they would just bail on him after two weeks after signing him. Absolutely. All right, let's go to the question that we have from Logan Ripley here, who asks a very good question. Well, who are the available running backs for the Vikings week one against the Bengals then? Dalvin, Madison, Kane, Nuwangu. Uh, first of all, I don't know where Nuwangu, who is a draft pick who I like a lot because he's very fast, but he's hurt. I don't know where he's at recovery-wise. I did see a tweet speculating that he made the 53 and will be placed on the IR. Because if you place the guy on IR today, he's out for the season. So you can't do the IR to return until tomorrow. So the speculation on Twitter, and it makes a lot of sense, is that they will create a roster spot by putting Nuwangu on the IR tomorrow and then bring him back in, let's say, week four or five. So your opening day running backs right now, Declan, are Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison, and to be determined, I guess. Right. But, but they also, I mean, you know, let's call a spade a spade. They're going to run Dalvin Cook into the ground. Yep. I mean, like this fine. isn't a this isn't a committee. No, not this at isn't all. a hey, Madison's gonna carry twelve to fifteen. You know, this is a hey Dalvin, you didn't play all preseason. How are you feeling about lathered up for twenty five carries? So yep. I'm guessing there's a third guy to be determined, but right now, um, I don't think they're too concerned about it. Well, yeah, and and you know, they they are gonna use Dalvin a lot. Alex Madison will mix in there on a third down or on a spell back every once in a while. Obviously, they they probably use C.J. Ham more than any other fullback usage in the league, so they probably don't feel the need, and that's why they also cut Abdullah. Like Abdullah, I wouldn't say is like a shocking surprise cut, but that one's a little intriguing that they would cut him too, considering he's yes. just a nice running back and has good depth and has return abilities. Um, I think that one's a little surprising too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, their their offense is going to go through Dalvin Cook. That's 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 what Mike Zimmer wants to do even though Clint Kubiak and we have speculated, does he want to take the kid gloves off? Does he want to make this an aerial attack? Zimmer has also hinted at that and playing weird uh, teasing games with that as well. So I, I am surprised by that. Uh, Nuwangu, yeah, it looks like he'll start on the IR with the intent to be activated right. uh, towards the end of the season. So, or towards at some point in the season. Right. Uh, but I, I'm curious what he does too. He was my Mr. Mankato pick as well. Um, and yeah. I, I wanted to see what he was going to be able to do in the regular season. And again, the rule is this. If you put a guy on IR today, his season is finished, which is the old school rule. Starting tomorrow, I believe, Nuango can go on the IR. And I think he only has to sit out. I think the maximum he has to sit is three weeks. So that, that's why that's why today they put a guy like your your favorite player in the whole wide world, Declan, Chad Beebe, on IR. He, he's done. Luther Kirk is done for the season. Drew Samia, um was waived and will revert to IR Nate Stanley, who they're now stuck with. I have no, and by the way, I have no idea when Nate Stanley got hurt one day. He just wasn't practicing it. And I'm like, Oh, it's because they have extra quarterbacks. And it turned out he was hurt. So if if we've got more questions, let's take them. But um, again, the surprise move today that we just found out Everson Griffin didn't make the Vikings roster. Uh, There must be more going on or they have their eyes on waivers, which very well might be true, because otherwise I really don't know what is happening. I take it that Ooh. that is in reference to Griffin. That probably saying is. That, and that's, pro- that's probably true. Uh, Semi-breaking. What do you got? Semi-breaking. Okay. We do have the official word on what that draft compensation is for Chris Herndon, the tight end the Vikings uh, traded for with the Jets earlier today. This is from Tom Pelissero. The Vikings are trading a 2022 fourth-round pick to the Jets and a 2022 sixth-round pick per source. It wasn't on the transaction wire today, but the deal is done. So a fourth and a sixth next year uh, for Herndon, which, which to me, I, Judd, I'm, 
I'll speculate. I think Herb Smith's done. I don't think you give up two draft picks for that without the idea that Herb Smith is most likely going to miss the entire season. And there might be concern there too. And and I will say this from what we have seen in before today, full disclosure, I had never heard of Chris Herndon. But um, if the scouting reports that Phil was talking about from the athletic are true, and he's been inconsistent, he has been uninspired at times. I hope the Vikings have a way to find uh, what will make him click because if Irv Smith is done too, I can't stress what a huge loss that is. Uh, it's been a long time since the Vikings lost a tight end, and I could say that's a huge loss. Irv Smith, if he if they get in there to perform the surgery and find out that he needs the the full cleanup and is done mm. for six to eight months, that is a significant blow to an offense. Another semi-piece of breaking news. From our friend Courtney Cronin, I'm hearing that the Vikings want and expect to bring back Everson Griffin per sources, so waving him does sound like a procedural move when it's all said and done. And remember that the final 53 today, no sure thing, so there's going to be changes when it's compiled from the practice squad to see who gets claimed. So there is still interest in, I guess, bringing him back. Well, keep in mind, too, so here's the here's the weird thing that changed because of COVID last year, and it's still in place, and this could play a role. Um, so the practice squad, Declan, is not only 16 players now. I think it used to be eight, but it's 16 players, but it's also veterans. So back in the day, I think if you exceeded three years of experience, it was something like three or four years, you couldn't go on practice squad. But if you recall last year when the Vikings signed, I want to say it was Iloka, the safety yeah. originally, yep. he was able to be placed on practice squad. So I guess there might be a chance that they try that with Griffin at first. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Sure. But I guess because there is ability to redo the practice squad with veteran players, that they would actually put him on what amounts to now a taxi squad, not for developing players, but for a place to stash guys, allow him to get in better shape. I am completely guessing. Yeah. Uh, but that would make some sense. And and I could definitely see where a guy like um a guy like Griffin, a mm-hmm. guy like Dakota Dozier, perhaps, as much as Phil might hate this, end up on practice squad for at least the short term. Uh apologies too in that uh Herndon trade compensation. I said it was a, a fourth and a sixth. The Vikings are sending out a fourth and they are receiving the Jets sixth. Oh, okay. This makes more sense. So it makes so a I lot see, more sense. I don't, See, I don't think so. If if that's the case, then because I I was waiting to hear the compensation before commenting on the Herndon trade. If that's the case, I don't. I think they're being genuine when they say they don't know if Irv Smith Jr. is done, because my guess is they called on Zach Ertz, right? Yeah. And and my guess is Philadelphia said, "Hey, yeah, we'll trade you Zach Ertz. Give us a third. Give us a second. Something like that." And the Vikings are like, "Well, if we don't know if Irv Smith is done, and if Irv, Irv Smith comes back." and the meniscus is okay, like he's still going to play a potentially important role. So if this is the trade, if you got a player and a sixth for a fourth, I think that's an indication that the Vikings really don't know until the surgery is done if he is going to be out for the year and that they are are hoping, which is what Mike talked about in his press conference yesterday, that it's not long-term, that it's, let's say, four to six weeks. Yeah, so... Maybe Zach Ertz would have cost you probably. You'd probably trade for Zach Ertz if you thought Irv Smith was not going to play in 2021. And keep in mind that Herndon is a free agent after this season, so I mean he's he's essentially he's entering a contract year. Whether whether he performs to the level that he did his rookie year or exceeds it, he's going to want a decent contract starting next season. So and then the Vikings have to figure out what they want to do with Irv Smith long term as well. It's a it's really bad timing for Irv, and it, 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 I do feel bad. A terrible for him timing in, in for that, everybody involved in in, in that retrospect. Uh, Are you seeing any no. quarterback speculation? I want quarterback speculation, <laughs> damn it, and I want it now. Uh, I've not seen anything on the quarterback speculation front, but um, we will monitor that. Well, in the meantime, Chris says here on our YouTube page, QB2, third or fourth linebacker, tight end side is talented. Judd, uh, which one would you prefer that the Vikings take priority on? A second quarterback, a veteran's established quarterback, I should say, behind Kirk, or finding that third or fourth linebacker for depth? I think the first two things have to be addressed, and I, I think they're both in their own way 
equally as important, especially if you're convinced that that's what's now been reported as a knee injury for Anthony Barr is going to potentially keep him out uh, to start the year. Now, now Zimmer said in the press conference yesterday that Anthony Barr is making progress and that they think they've got a good plan for him, but that means nothing. Um, I, I think it was far more truthful when Mike and his son at different points last week said that there is a genuine concern about his health. Um, if that's the case, Declan, I don't know that you have behind Kendricks, who's a marvelous middle linebacker, and Vigil, who is the kid that or the player that they signed, I think, from the Chargers as a free agent, and he's going to start at the other linebacker. If Anthony Barr can't go, I don't know that you have a proper third guy right now. So I think that those first two things quarterback, QB2, mm-hmm. um, and third or fourth linebacker need to be addressed either again via trade or at this point in time, I'm guessing more likely the waiver wire. Um, but if you were to hold my feet to the fire and say, which one do I think in Egan they're talking about more? It's probably the linebacker, right? Yeah. Like there's a fighting chance I'm just wrong and that they're like, mine can play. I hope they're not saying that, and I think that's mistaken if they are. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, if the head coach sits down with a GM and they're going through a um, a list of priorities, I don't think QB2 is going to be above defensive priorities. And I think, I think Mike wants more depth, quality depth, too, at linebacker yeah. and at safety. I think at cornerback, I've got to look at, at the amount of cor- cornerbacks they kept, but I think at cornerback, they might be fairly comfortable, but I think safety and linebacker, they aren't. So yes, it is a uh, procedural move, it looks like, for Everson Griffin, by the way. So that is why he was initially released. We'll figure out what they want to do there. To your point about linebacker and court- and quarterback and safety, um, you know, I would like to see them establish and, and just get a legitimate backup quarterback behind Kirk. Don't know who that is yet. Whether that's on the trade wire or on the waiver wire, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but the linebacker depth, I mean, yeah, it's important. I don't, I don't mean to undersell it. I liked Eric Wilson a lot last year, by the way. I think he's fine. Like he's, he's not a world beater and he's not going to make a pro bowl or an all pro team by any means. But at the same time, I think he could help the Vikings a lot. Um, and I was kind of surprised when he was cut. I believe he may, I'm assuming that he did make the uh, Eagles roster after signing there. Yeah. Eric Wilson in this off season, his his contract ran out. Right. he just but that was another guy I would, I would have mind if they had brought him back initially before he signed in Philadelphia. Um, I, and to be honest, you, you can. I think it'll be it's a lot easier to find a fourth depth linebacker than it is to find the, you know, i.e. genie in a bottle perfect backup quarterback that, that we are looking for here behind Kirk Cousins in the event that he can't start a game. Um, and I bet they'll address that. I would be very, very surprised within the next uh, coming games that or coming days that they don't address something there. So the cornerbacks that I've got right now, as I peruse through my uh, depth chart from back when they played the Colts, I've got Patrick Peterson and Bashad Breeland starting at the outside. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie Alexander being a starter at the nickel. Cameron Dantzler makes the roster. Harrison Hand makes the roster. Chris Boyd makes the roster. Uh, Perry Nickerson and Ty Smith are gone. But so they, they've got, they're going to go at least six deep at cornerback. So, yeah, I, I think that their positions of need defensively are definitely safety, linebacker. I think they're in pretty good shape, especially if Griffin is coming back on the defensive line. I'm curious what the – so so the procedural move on Griffin intrigues me as far as where he ends up and if it, this is going to be a practice squad move eventually and, and then promote him again or or what the contract is going to be. Yeah, it, it is a um, interesting spot where they want to be. Our old friend uh, Matthew Cower points out that th- this kind of seems like with Everson Griffin, Brett Jones, Tom Foolery, as he liked to dub it with his federal uh, media brethren and sisters in the locker room. Remember Brett Jones? This happened oh, yeah. uh, like He's two or three now. years ago. A decent, you know, depth center, not someone that is excellent, but someone who's a starting caliber center in the NFL. And they released him, and then they brought him yeah. back, and and he was waived a couple times. So. I, I can see uh, see that being being the case as well. So it, it it looks like Everson will be back. It was it's definitely weird procedural. I just don't understand. I mean, you have caps. It's not like the Vikings are pennies up against their cap like they have been in past years. Like they they have I believe sixteen million in cap space as it sounds as it stands right now after the Harrison Smith extension that could even get more smoothed out or 
could get uh, um, a more interesting if they indeed sign Brian O'Neill to a new contract extension before week one. Uh, but they, they do have cap space right now to play with. Uh, that's why, even though with that space, I don't want to do Nick Foles. I, I just, there's no point to, to be putting that much dead money down down your cap, especially if you have to address your certain quarterbacks' dead money maybe four or five months from now. So um, I, I'm, I'm curious what, what else happens here over the next coming days, but it's, uh, I, I got a love NFL cut down day. This is still great. It's five oh, it's o'clock fantastic. here. And people Ivan, are like, yeah. it's, people are like, it's a terrible day for players. Yeah, but it's a fun day for fans. I do think that what you're saying is the most important thing, which is we now have at least one more day, if not two more days of moves and keep, and keep in mind too. So these cuts from, or to the, the, 53-man roster used to come on the Saturday after preseason games ended. And I think the majority of those games were played on Thursdays. And then the following Sunday or Thursday, the season would start. That's changed completely now. So the preseason's done. We just had cuts on a Tuesday. And the Vikings don't play on Sunday. The season doesn't start until a week from Thursday, which leaves you more time to tinker. It basically gives you, it gives every team a bye week. And so, like, there's more time now to dissect, to tinker, to make trades, right? And all of those things. So we're in um, uncharted territory here as far as roster moves go. Mm-hmm. But I would expect that, and I don't know if the Vikings will participate, but I would expect that there's going to be some teams that are very active for a few days here into next week, possibly, as opposed to trying to set the 53 today, tweak it, and sign practice squad guys on Sunday, which used to be the case into Monday. Now you've got time to make more moves, to make more decisions, to make more phone calls. And so there's going to be a period of time here for teams to get their footing in a situation they've never had to do before. And so this might have been, I mean, there might be more here, but I am curious and I'm serious. I'm not joking around here. Who is going to be the Vikings long snapper? Because this (laughs) team fools around with special teams more than anybody, any team I've seen. And, like, you just went through a training camp, unless Andrew DiPolo, I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. If it's not, forgive me. But unless he is coming back on, like, a new contract, which, who knows, could be the case. It is weird that you just went through an entire training camp with your long snapper, uh, working with your kicker, and probably just, or more importantly, the holder. And are you going to bring in a new one now? Seems very late. But, again, some of this stuff, just to be fair, like you talked about with Everson Griffin decks might be procedural. So we shall see final thoughts. Uh, yeah. One last one here. And, and our friend Cordy Corona points us out that we'll see tomorrow who Minnesota places on injured reserve that could be designated for return, which would open up those roster spots. So I think it's pretty obvious that Herb Smith ends up there. Maybe Christian Derrissaw too. Don't think we'll see DD Westbrook or Anthony Barr on there. Nuwongo will. Yeah. Nuwongo. He, he yeah. made the roster. Yeah. He will. Uh, the most interesting one, I'm get, it's not sneaky, but the most interesting one, and I've heard this mentioned as a possibility, and this, and this will uh, spell out how his recovery is going and rehab, Anthony Barr. Because if you put him on IR tomorrow, he has to miss three games. Um, but if he has a knee problem and it's been, you know, and it's been a problem, you might do that. I don't think so. But yeah. Um, Darisaw to me seems like a slam dunk because they keep they kept saying well, he might be back in week one. He's a rookie; he hasn't practiced. Right, he's not going to be back in week one. No, uh, and so if he's not going to be back in week one, he's going to miss two more games than that. I don't know. Seems like it's plausible, but yeah, Darisaw is intriguing. Anthony Barr intriguing. Irv Smith for sure. Do we have we seen yet when Irv Smith officially supposed to have this procedure performed? Uh, no. Or did he? Uh, we have, that's we have not huge. heard. No. We, that's, that's why. Huge. That's probably why it's causing a, a hiccup. All right. Our, um, I think we're done here. I think our work is done. Dex, tell, tell the folks what they need to know about where they can find us because there are so many variables that I'll just say thanks to our friends at Surly Brewing. Get a Furious. Enjoy it. And I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If you want to follow us on Score North at Score North, we're also on TikTok at Score North as well. Right here on our Purple Daily YouTube page, hit that subscribe button for content seven days a week and some bonus content that we're going to be announcing here in the coming days as well. Uh, Vikings Vent Line still rolls on on Sunday. We'll have one more, just one more off-season Vent Line show uh, before regular Vent Line, full-strength Vent Line uh, returns 
uh, on game days, which we will be doing minutes after the Vikings games end. Uh, we'll be live. Mackie, Judd, and myself will bring you on the screen with us. We'll have your Surleys. Judd will be multiple Surleys in, especially the first this two games since they're on the road. So Judd actually uh, really prefers point. that I, schedule. But then when they're at be, home for three uh, games, like, he's going to have to figure out a way to get that straw into a Surly and, you know, sip in the U.S. Bank press. I'm just kidding. I know you're a, you're a very professional man in the, uh, in, in the press box. Yes. Oh, I'm a pro's pro. Yes. Hit the subscribe button here and also our second YouTube channel. That's Score North MM. We have daily conversations also on that channel, some secondary Viking stuff, but Timberwolves, Wild, uh, uh, twins, Gophers, some bonus content on there, and Ben yeah, Simmons. Cool. I think I think we're gonna have some a uh, little bit of Ben Simmons conversation tomorrow on Mackie and Judd as well. So that is all the place you can find us at Score North for Phil Mackie, who is you know probably looking at round two right now in his fantasy yeah, football draft. Can't wait to talk about that tomorrow. I retired fantasy football. I did too, man. Later. I did the same thing. I've never been as happy. I did the same thing. All right, my man. Let's get out yep. of here. We'll talk later. Talk to you tomorrow.